land welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving today we're on psalm 107 and it is the first psalm in the last book um, of psalms remember i told you that psalms was broken down into five books and now we're on the fifth book so we're moving right along Today I'll be reading from the message, and this is a lengthy psalm, so I'll just take up, you know, different verses as I've done before. When we get into some of the really lengthy psalms, like I think it's Psalms 118 that has 118 verses, I don't remember if that's the one, but for those, we will tackle those over a couple of days, so I won't pull pull out, I'll, I'll chop it and divide it into you know day one we'll cover verses one through 40 the next day and so on like that but for today since this is only 40 something what is it 43 verses I'll just highlight some of the verses because I know that you go back and you read these psalms in their entirety don't you (laughs) so I'll start off with verses one through three reading from the message Oh, thank God, he is so good. His love never runs out. All of you set free by God, tell the world. Tell how he freed you from oppression, then rounded you up from all over the place, from the four winds, from the seven seas. Verses 8 and 9. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. He poured great drafts of water down parched throats, The starved and hungry got plenty to eat. Verses 15 and 16. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. He shattered the heavy jailhouse doors. He snapped the prison bars like matchsticks. Verses 17 through 22. Some of you were sick because you lived a bad life, your bodies feeling the effect of your sin. You couldn't stand the sight of food, so miserable you thought you'd be better off dead. Then you called out to God in your desperate condition. He got you out of that got you out just in the nick of time. He spoke the word that healed you and pulled you back from the brink of death. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. Offer thanksgiving sacrifices. Tell the world what he has done. Verses 30 through 32. He quieted the wind down to a whisper, put a muzzle on all the big waves, and you were so glad when the storm died down, and he led you safely back to harbor. So thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercy to the children he loves. Lift high your praises when the people assemble. Shout hallelujah when the elders meet. And then verses 39 through 41. He blessed them and they prospered greatly. Their herds of cattle never decreased, but abuse and evil and trouble declined as he heaped scorn on princes and sent them away. He gave the poor a safe place to live, treated their clans like well cared for sheep. Verses 42 and 43. Good people see this and they are glad. Bad, bad people are speechless, stopped in their tracks. If you are really wise, you'll think this over. It's time you appreciated 
God's deep love. (laughs) We have another Thanksgiving psalm written by an unknown author. And this psalm of Thanksgiving centers on God's deliverance, which may indicate that this was written either after or during their exile in Babylon. If you recall, um, many were taken out of Israel and dispersed throughout the Babylonian kingdom. You remember the stories of Daniel, then Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Their stories took place during this Babylonian exile, just to give you, you know, like a framework. But the psalmist highlights how God has delivered the nation of Israel throughout their journey with God, not leaving out their rebellion, though. He highlights their sin. And it's important for us not, you know, to not only look at a story or a situation. I mean, it is important for us to look at a story um, in its entirety. You know, be willing to see the not so pleasant parts. Sometimes it can be difficult, but that's how we should look at situations. For you parents out there, when you look at your children, can you take an honest look and see who they are as a whole person? You know, the good as well as the not so good. It doesn't mean that you love them any less. You just see them completely. Like I remember my mom, especially when I was in middle school and elementary school, by high school it kind of faded out, but I always talked in class because I'd get bored. And so when it was time for parent-teacher conference, you know, mama would go down there and inevitably she'd get a report saying that the teacher says that I talk too much and she'd always scold me. But I would always hear from other children how their parents would go down and they'd give the teacher a piece of their mind and whatnot. And so one day I just asked mama, I said, how come you don't ever defend me, you know, with the teachers? And she looked at me and she said, because I know you. (laughs) I know you're talking in class. (laughs) So she saw me completely, and I appreciated that. So the psalmist does not shy away from admitting that Israel has rebelled, right, against God and and defied God's word. I think he does it to show a complete picture, but also to give us a context for their suffering. This psalm shows the consequences of disobedience as well as God being faithful throughout the children of Israel's disobedience. Did you notice that there's a chorus of sorts in this psalm? There are roughly like four stanzas in this psalm, and three of them end with, thank God for his marvelous love, for his miracle mercies to the children he loves. Did you catch that? I kept saying that over and over again. And then it would be followed by kind of a capstone capstone of what the stanza above it represented. I think this allows the person reading or singing the psalm to stop in the middle, right, of everything that God has done and how he's delivered them. And then they stop and offer thanksgiving to God for his deliverance. It's like, oh, wait, he did that? Okay, stop. Thanks be to God for all that he has done. It's like a pause in the middle of it so you can say thank you and then you can move on to the next thing because it's so much that God has done for us. If you wait until the end, it, it just won't be enough. We can never thank God enough. And so we do it all the time, which I think is our lesson. In the middle of the chaos, in the middle of dispensing medication, in the middle of feeding, in the middle of changing, washing clothes, going to work, whatever it is that you're doing, stop, pause, and simply say thank you to God 
for all that he has done. You know how God has been good to you uniquely, how he has delivered you and what he has delivered you from. You realize that things could be worse, right? Even if you think that things are as bad as they can get right now, really there are others who are suffering more than you. We lift up the people who are in Ukraine who are still fighting for their country. Think of the Uyghurs who are in China who are Muslims, but they're being persecuted for not assimilating. And I can go on and on to the various atrocities that are occurring in the world and, you know, within homes that are that's happening when they close the doors that we don't have any clue what goes on behind closed doors. Things are bad. People are suffering. And so when we get into our pity parties and, and, and you know, we get down and out, the reality is we still have something to thank God for. Always. And if you keep this attitude, I think you'll find that your perspective changes. You start to see things differently. Yeah, things may be bad. You may be depressed. You may have gotten a bad diagnosis. Your loved one may have passed away. But you still have something to thank God for. And when you keep that attitude, your perspective changes and it encourages you to continue on with whatever it is that you're doing for the day for that season and it also encourages you to continue to trust in God let's pray we thank you father for all that you have delivered us from the seen as well as the unseen we get in our cars and we drive we walk down the street we sleep at night so many things father that when we get up the next morning we realize that others did not wake up as we did, or they woke up to a very different situation. We thank you, Father, for being with us. We thank you especially, Father, for being with us in the middle of our struggle. When we think that things can't get as bad, can't get any worse, you are there with us, giving us the encouragement to continue on. So we pause right now to say thank you. Thank you for all that you have brought us from. Thank you for the deliverance that you have given us this day. And we thank you, Father, for how you will continue to deliver us tomorrow. Forgive us for being short, for having a short memory, for forgetting all that you do for us. But help us to be very mindful and appreciative of what you do for us each and every day. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.